Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study, only about 13 or so minutes each day, but it keeps us in God's Word every single day, seven days a week, and thereby helps us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We encourage you to share these short studies with everybody you can. Family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, literally everybody you can. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. But you may help somebody get into God's Word, grow in their faith. You may help somebody come to God through Jesus Christ for forgiveness and salvation and ultimately get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So share with everybody you can every day. We're going to begin a new line of thought and study. And this is one that uh, is very familiar to a whole lot of people, not just in our country, but around the world. But certainly, because we live here, we see the effects right here. We're going to talk about a scientific law, the law of cause and effect, and we're going to see how that points to the reality that God exists And not only that there is God, but that he is the creator of this universe, of life on this earth, of everything we see around us. Now, that would probably cause a whole lot of people who do not believe in God, or maybe some who would be skeptical, or we might say they would identify themselves as agnostics, they would, but, but who believe that everything just happened through some evolutionary or some process that they would have a difficult time explaining, but they don't believe in God as the creator. They may not even believe in that God exists. And so when we say that a scientific law, the law of cause and effect, a law that is accepted universally by those in the scientific uh, industry, This law points to the reality that God exists and that God is the creator. Now, what about this law of cause and effect? Well, the, I guess, at least what has been the prevailing theory of how the universe came into existence, how this earth came into existence with its unique atmosphere and its unique characteristics to sustain life thereon, is called the Big Bang. Now, that's been taught in our public schools, both elementary and high school and in college for, well, for generations now. But what is the Big Bang? What does it really say? It's an attempt to explain away God by those who do not believe in God, and also to explain away God as the creator by those who may say, well, maybe there is a God, but you know, I'm not sure. And, but certainly this world, this universe has come into existence through naturalistic causes. Well, the Big Bang Theory is an effort to explain what happened at the very beginning of our universe. Now, this is what is accepted openly by those who believe that the Big Bang possibly explains how the universe came into existence. They don't believe that God did it. But discoveries in astronomy and physics have shown beyond a reasonable doubt that our universe did, in fact, have a beginning. Prior to that moment, 
before the universe came into effect, at that beginning point when the universe came to be, there was nothing, they would say. During and after that moment, there was something, our universe. Now, now let me repeat that. Those who believe in the Big Bang theory as to how the universe came into existence, they would say, in the beginning, now, in the, how, would they, how would they process, how would they denote in the beginning? Well, prior to that moment, they said there was nothing. Understand that. Nothing. During and after that moment, when the universe came into being, there was something. Nothing before that time, but then there was something. And that something is our universe. They would say the birth of our universe. The Big Bang Theory is an effort to explain what happened during and after that moment before which they say there was nothing. But at that moment, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there was something. Now, I'm not making this up. This is their writings their belief system on the matter. According to the standard theory, our universe sprang into existence as a singularity around 13.7 billion years ago. I wonder how they can calculate that if there was nothing, but then there was something, and that something became our universe. Hmm. But this singularity... Now, don't ask them to explain to you or define what the singularity is, what it means, because they don't really know. What is a singularity, and where does it come from? Well, they say, to be honest, we don't know for sure. Singularities, they would say, are zones which defy, defy our current understanding of physics. They are thought to exist at the core of black holes. But now ask them to explain to you what a black hole is. Black holes are areas of intense gravitational pressure. The pressure is thought to be so intense that finite matter is actually squished into infinite de density, a mathematical concept, they say, which truly boggles the mind. These zones of infinite density are called singularities. Well, you can call something you don't understand anything something that you don't really know why it's there and what it is, in essence, you can call it anything. Our universe is thought to have begun as an infinitesimally small, infinitely hot, infinitely dense something, a singularity. Well, understand, we're talking about something so small that you cannot see it with the naked eye. I mean, you're talking about something you would need a powerful microscope to even be able to see, infinitesimally small, infinitely hot, infinitely dense. It's something, but they can't really say what it was. Well, they've identified it or, or hung a title on it. They call it a singularity. Now, that clears up the matter, doesn't it? <laughs> Well, where did that singularity come from? That singularity that wasn't there a moment before, but now all of a sudden it pops into existence and then it 
explodes, it expands, and everything, everything we see in our universe all around us, all of the planets, all of the stars, everything came from that one infinitesimally small lump of matter, infinitely hot, infinitely dense, and as it exploded and expanded, we see all of these massive planets, stars, everything we see in the universe, including this earth, and everything we see thereon, basically, it came into existence. Now, where did that come from? Where did that singularity come from? They're very open and honest. They said, we don't know. Why did it appear? Again, they're open and honest. We don't know. Well, you understand what the basis of that theory says. It says that something came from nothing. Now, did you get that? All of a sudden, there was matter. But now, where did that matter come from? We don't know. It just appeared all of a sudden. We, don't, we can't explain how it happened, but it was there. And we're not talking about a massive ball of something. We're talking about something so tiny that, again, you would not be able to see it with the naked eye. And then that incredibly dense and hot little piece of matter, it explodes and it expands and it sends out all that we see in the universe around us. All of the planets, all of the stars, all of the moons, everything. Now, does that make any scientific sense to you? Those who believe in that Big Bang Theory, it does to them. But you see, there is this law that we're talking about, the law of cause and effect. It is a scientific law that's accepted universally by the scientists of all stripes. In other words, what does that mean? For every effect, there has to be a cause. And the cause has to be bigger than the effect, more powerful. Because you see, the cause brings about the effect. The cause leads to what ultimately results. You say, now wait a minute, uh, explain that a little bit to me. Help me understand better. Well, you're driving along in your brand new car, whatever kind it is, whatever make, whatever model, whatever year it is, it may be brand new, it may be used, and but you've just bought it and it's brand new to you. And you come out one day, you've parked it in the parking lot, wherever you work, you come out and let me tell you, the windshield is shattered. Now the windshield's not gonna shatter on its own. There has to be a cause. Maybe something fell on it. Maybe a tree toppled over and smashed into that windshield and it shattered. Maybe somebody came along with a baseball bat and smashed that windshield to smithereens. Maybe a bird flew into it. But whatever it is, there was a cause that ultimately resulted in the effect. Now, what about when somebody, all of a sudden they wake up one morning and they are 
extremely nauseous. They're vomiting. They got to go right into the bathroom and because they've got to relieve themselves, it's, re- it's coming up. Does that just happen automatically? There's a cause. And so they go to the doctor. If it persists, the doctor starts doing blood work and exams, maybe some x-rays, maybe a, C, uh, you know, a, a CAT scan, uh, maybe an MRI. You want to find out what the cause is because that effect does not happen on its own. Something initiated it. When you're talking about the existence of our universe, the idea that some kind of infinitesimally small, dense, hot, little lump of matter that we don't even know how it came into existence, it wasn't there. But now it's there. The law of cause and effect, a scientifically accepted law universally in the science field, says that can't happen. Nothing comes from nothing. So something cannot result from nothing. The law of cause and effect. And that scientific law points not to the Big Bang Theory, to the spontaneous existence of matter in this universe that ultimately formed into the stars and moons and planets. The law The scientific law of cause and effect points to God. God. We'll start to dig deeper into this next time. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we love you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you, Father, for you being the master designer and creator of not just our world here, but of the entire universe with a purpose that you planned and with the design that you put into it. Praise, glory, honor, and thanks be to you. Help us everywhere, all around the world, to see that reality and to grasp it, Father. Please forgive us, gracious Father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.